0: what's up everybody on today's show we're doing the dcu new slate that they have we're talking comic books video games so much more stay tuned we'll be right back Welcome, everybody, to the show today. We're asking the question, why so serious? Uh, Justin made a nice little gift, so I decided to make the uh, show title fit the uh, thumbnail that he made for us. But uh, how you guys doing? Justin, Mike? Whoa. You, you sound like right.
1: you. And, uh, the soundboard has like voice editing things and i had the thing clicked for voice change. you sounded like Didn't you know? were
2: on cybertron for a second there.
0: <laughs> sweet
1: as a robot
0: sorry about
2: that you were sound wave <laughs> there's,
0: there's a lot to talk about today a lot of cool shows got renewed at least shows that i enjoy uh we've got the dcu slate by james gunn we're going to talk some video games and Just so much more. And before I get into the titles of the James Gunn thing, I just want to say I don't care. Like, I I, I love James Gunn so much. He's one of my favorite filmmakers. He's probably in my top ten. But DC has given us so many slates, and, like, they haven't come true, or they have just in bits and pieces. And I'm just afraid that the same thing is going to happen with this slate. Like, Superman's going to come out, and then... We're not going to get it. And I did like that James Gunn took some jabs at the previous administration of Warner Brothers. I know that Warner Brothers isn't very happy that he was insulting the, the previous people that were running Warner Brothers, but I thought it were funny. And um, he even took a jab at The Rock because The Rock thought he was getting his hands on all of this fun universe stuff. But I, I mean, I want to see everything that they announced, but I just, I can't get excited for it until it's closer to actually being like, if the films are made, I still can't get excited because they shelved Batgirl. So like, it's really hard for me to root for DC right now. I know that The Flash is something that a lot of people have a lot of hopes for, and I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Ezra Miller has his problems, but there's a, way more people involved with that movie than just him. So they're still going to get my money. But um, I'm gonna go through the uh, the titles that were announced, and then we could talk about them. Uh, we have Superman Legacy, written by James Gunn. We have The Authority, which I'm not familiar with. Uh, the Brave and the Bold, which is Batman and Robin story. Supergirl, Woman of Tomorrow, and Swamp Thing. The TV shows we have are Creature Commandos, Waller, Booster Gold, Lanterns, Paradise Lost. And then, of course, Peacemaker season two, which isn't on this slate, but we already know that's coming. I mean, what do you guys think of the potential? I guess is where we're going to go with this. Oh, good talk, guys. Yeah, you
1: know, <laughs> I do not how, how excited I am about it. I, I'm yep. Luke, Warren, oh, yeah, Justin. Coming. Yeah, no, I can't say I'm super excited about anything. I mean, I, I'm excited for Peacemaker, but we knew that was coming. I loved Peacemaker, but I'm not sure to be honest.
0: It's, it, yeah, it's hard to get excited because they've gypped us in the past by not releasing stuff we were excited about. Like, we were all excited Michael Keaton was coming back, and now I've heard that, like, 90% of the stuff he filmed is cut. So it's just really hard to get excited for anything DC. And, the, again, I love James Gunn. If any of these projects happen, of course, I'm going to be excited to see them because James Gunn was involved, but it's just too far out. Like, I think 2025 is when we're getting the first – film on this slate that's still so many years away and so much can happen between now and then that could make it not happen I want to see James Gunn's Superman I really hope it happens I think that could be fun and exciting well all I can say Jason is welcome to my side of the fence (laughs) here
2: where you just don't care except I apply this to DC Marvel comic book stuff comic book movie stuff in general now and also like it's not that like I'm going to wait around and see what comes I'm just like I just don't care what they put out now anymore so it's just like it it, it means absolutely nothing to me more And I think it's just part of the growing up process especially after you know what goes on behind the scenes with the reshuffling of higher ups and how it's all just meant to be more of marketing strategy than actually giving you something worthwhile and entertaining probably for the most part. So I'm sure there'll be some good stuff. Like you said, stuff's just being developed now. Like nothing's actually been filmed or animated or what, whatnot, but it's just like, I I just don't care. I, I I don't care about that. I don't care that Ant-Man and the Wasp, whatever mania is coming out in like, I do. I can't wait. wait. I, I I do not care about anything Marvel anymore. Like I'll, I'll, I'll watch it for free some somehow eventually if I'm curious enough but I'm just like the only thing I care about now is Spider-Verse because that actually takes creative risks actually seems like it cares about the story it wants to tell and put out a good quality story for all ages and not just die hard fans or anything like that and yeah I'm looking forward to that when it shows up I think in April but then outside of that whatever whatever See,
0: uh, for me, if this were a Marvel announcement, I would probably get more excited because at least I know what product I'm I getting can't. from Marvel. I well, can't. I, look at, I
2: can't look at that stupid. Um, I can't look at that stupid PowerPoint presentation Feige brings out to a crowd every quarter. I can't look at it anymore and just be like, it's like looking in the void, because <laughs> I'm just like, oh, cool, he's got this all set up until 2048. I have no surprises like I can't get excited about what's his name about Kang or John. I like Jonathan Majors as an actor, but I can't get excited about a character that I know is sticking around for at least six more films. And I'm just like,
0: cool. It's building up to
2: another thing I've already seen.
0: I'm excited for the the Marvel stuff. We know it's coming, and we know the certain level of quality we're gonna get. Like we know what we're getting with Marvel, but with DC, we don't know. Like what's coming out, when it's coming out, if it's coming out. Like even when they film something, it doesn't necessarily mm-hmm. come out, and that just it bugs me. And I, you know, they're, they're James Gunn said that Batgirl was unwatchable or unreleasable, and it's like. But that you guys just a few months ago were telling us that it had this awesome audience reaction. Like, I still want to see it. Marketing.
1: Yeah.
2: It's it's all about the higher ups being able to shuffle around stuff that they're like, here's how it can be profitable for us if we keep something shelved or if we keep something active. I don't I understand the reasoning I mean I do because it's money and they don't care they've already put out millions of dollars in terms of making the flash movie happen so they're not going to trash it just because they're actors I don't know a criminal uh but (laughs) so you know whatever like I'm not going to watch that movie probably at any point soon just based on that just because I'm like there's too much dirty business already behind the production of that film already
1: I mean, I am excited for Swamp Thing, though, just because I really do
0: enjoy Swamp Thing, It just hopefully they do it well. But. I I'm Like I said, any of these movies, like if you told me they were coming out in a month and they were already filmed and we had a release date and we had the trailers coming out, I would start to get excited for any one of these titles. It's just there's too much unknown between now and then. It's I, DC, he should have come out and just said, we got Superman coming out in 2025, and as long as everything looks good, then we'll announce another slate of movies after Superman comes out and I mean that'd be cool. Like to watch Superman and then find out that you're getting another DC movie like two months later without any like build up. I would I would like that. But uh yeah, I'm, speaking of Ant Man, uh Max uh already got our tickets for that. I'm super excited. Uh Justin, if you want to go, I'll get you a ticket too and you can join us because
1: he texted me. I think I think I'm already on board, but I reach out to him. I guess but yes I'm down to go.
0: Because I was like uh oh if Kylie doesn't want to go then Justin can come as my date. Like we did with Avatar. (laughs) (laughs) But um, yeah, but I'm right now I'm in Scream excitement mode. And one of the things that's really bothering me about Scream, and maybe this is just another thing, but I do like, you know, theorizing and so forth to an extent. But now that the movie is coming out, like people are trying to give everything away on the Internet. Like, did you see this happen? It's like, let's let's calm down. Like, I'm down for theorizing before the movie's, like, been shown to anybody. But now that we've got, you know, screenings and just stuff floating around, like, I don't want to know. I don't want to know who the killer is before I go. I mean, that's the whole fun of a whodunit is no finding out who the killer was and not just sitting in the theater knowing what's going to happen and being like, okay, let's go.
1: <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, I mean... Is there a lot of fanfare for this one? Or are people really excited for the,
0: this new Scream? Dude, I didn't realize that the Scream fandom was still doing all of this. Because I remember when Scream 1, 2, and 3 came out, there was a lot of online stuff. This is back in the early days of the internet where you could theorize and so forth. And it was fun. And then with Scream 5, there was some of that as well. And then Scream 6. like it's, Scream is huge as far as theorizing goes on the internet. Because it's horror. It's a legacy. And so far, for the most part, fans don't believe that there's been a bad movie yet. But um, we'll see, we'll see, we'll see. But I just, guys don't have to give everything away. Like, I don't even click on the videos anymore because I don't want to know. I want to enjoy my experience. I also don't care about the Super Bowl trailers because I can watch them online.
1: (laughs) Yeah, same.
0: Like we're getting a 30 second Fast and Furious spot. Yeah, that's fine. I'm not gonna watch the Super Bowl. It's all on YouTube now. I don't mind the.
2: I don't care about the trailer so much as like I just want to figure out what's going on with Maya Rudolph and the M and M's. Like I have a. (laughs) I'm feeling that's gonna. That's a long con. Like (laughs) M and M's was like, well, okay. Since whenever we change something up with our M and M characters, someone throws a hissy fit about it being like a woke thing or whatever. We're just gonna get rid of them and have Maya Rudolph be our spokesperson. And i saw the one of the commercials for Maya rudolph's my or whatever she's calling them now and i'm like okay this is leading towards a super bowl commercial it's like they knew what they were doing Mm -hmm. like i care about that more than i care about a slate of dc movies what's going on
0: in the m m universe
2: it's important
0: it's important to me (laughs) (laughs) clearly I thought that was a movie that you were sleeping on, and I was like, "What is this? M and M in the Root? Ru- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was a big thing. The M and M's is like, we're
2: proud to announce uh, we're retiring our M and M's characters, but we're proud to now announce our partnership with comedian Maya Rudolph to be our spokesperson from here on out. And I'm like, as soon as I heard about that, I'm like, "Oh, this is leading towards a Super Bowl commercial. It's going to be like the Mr. Planner's death from a couple, <laughs> couple of years ago." It's That's just awesome. like. I hope so. I hope see, you're right
1: because that would be the great. That would be the see, best that's, that's
2: marketing done right in a fun, whimsical, <laughs> creative way, and it's not just like whatever. She's Studios. eating the green
1: peanut.
0: <laughs> just like, hey how's it going? Something we haven't talked about yet. Are you guys? Have you guys heard of? Are you guys excited about the new Mel Brooks movie, History of the World Part Two?
2: I'm not sure. I've Heard about it until I now. didn't
0: even know he was doing it. Yeah, it comes out on Hulu in like a few months, I believe. Sweet. Wow. I mean, i watch it. I like my Brooks, yeah, me sure. too well, I'll give it a I'll give it a go. Has he made anything recently? like is this his first movie in a while uh that that's a curiosity for me because
2: it's like I think I don't know if he's been involved in anything outside of of a
0: producer's role, like is he directing it? Um, I, it? I know he's in it. Um, yeah. I don't think that he is um uh directing nah. it.
2: They oh man I don't know yeah yeah he's
0: if, been, if
2: if he's not in the writer director's chair of it I don't mind him yeah, starring in it that's a little sketchy it. that's More a little sketchy, sketchy. like sure. and honestly I kind of feel like he's up there in years that they're just like we'll give you a ton of money just to just
0: to <laughs> right and, yeah 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 he is producing it and it's actually not a movie it's an eight episode mini oh okay
2: well. I don't know, that could be interesting too, I guess, I don't know, but I, I'm usually very wary of stuff he's not directly involved in the creative control of, such a, such as writing and directing, like, um, I don't know, it, it, like I said, it's hard, that's the thing, it's hard to think of something where he wasn't, you know, the kind of the captain of the ship, like even the producer's musical, like he had a heavy, heavy hand in creating the aesthetic and the book for that production, so...
0: He did write the show. Um, okay, maybe it'll be good then I don't know. but yeah, we'll see. It doesn't say characters by. it says written by so cool like said, I did not know about it until you just told me so yeah, same. One of the actors was on um, Celebrity Jeopardy. that's how I found out like, yeah two days ago when I was watching Jeopardy. but um, yeah I'm excited all my shows got renewed uh, Night Court and um, that 90 show. And, um, quantum leap (laughs) yesterday, we, uh, speaking of woke, um, I have a comment here from a fan that watched our Matt talk short that Justin released. And, um, I'm going to edit this for the, um, podcast, but his comment was, this sounds like this sounds effing terrible. It's literally just going to be more woke garbage, which he's referring to Kathy Bates playing the uh, main character on the Matlock reboot, because, I think it's perfect, but I'm not going to get into that again. You guys can watch the video yesterday. But um, <laughs> people are very up in arms about, you know, Matlock being replaced by a female actress.
2: Yeah, because that's the new grift is you get outraged when something gets retinkered for the 21st century and say, and claim it's because of, like, a liberalist agenda or whatever. It's because that's how you get views and that's how you get money. And sponsorship. So it's like, it's so whatever like i don't i'm not even gonna watch a thing i didn't even watch. you mentioned night court and i heard that was out and like i have no interest in watching night court at all and it's just like that's the thing just don't watch it
1: do you think that the 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 hash of these types of shows being released coincides with the boomers retiring like we're just like cycling into like their childhoods you know what i mean like hey we have a generation that might enjoy this stuff and they're about to have a bunch of free time i don't know (laughs)
2: because our parents are boomers and my parents definitely don't give a crap about it so i think it has it's it's a grift dude this this, have you seen any of those youtube channels out there where it's like every other video back in 2019 was harping on brie larson for whatever reason because you know existing for a while existing and and, And I'm not saying like whatever, like she's a celebrity. I don't really care. But it's just like that, that gets repetitive and boring, but it farms views, it farms eyeballs because there's just that many angry losers.
0: (laughs) Uh, Aaron says, How's it going, fellas? It's going super well, man. Super well. I can't wait to be on your show soon.
1: But it's Uh, dope.
0: Yeah, everybody, just calm down. If you don't like it, don't watch it. If you have no interest in it, don't watch it. That's all I can say to you. Just stop crying about it. Apathy is so much easier
2: to live with. Everyone just don't give a shit. <laughs> oh, sorry, there it goes.
1: Oh, oh, crap! You gotta get to my counter.
2: I think shit's <laughs> fine.
1: Oh, is it? We
2: good? That's also why I'm stumbling on my words, too, because I'm trying to be the most diplomatic about this, given our new <laughs> brand refocus. Because even we're doing the marketing thing on here.
0: <laughs> it's
1: forced. It's a- we want to be <laughs> Disney
0: Plusible. No, we don't need to be Disney Plusible. Hulu would be fine. Put us on Hulu. It's the same thing. <laughs> it's Disney. We can say shit on Hulu. <laughs> um,. I want to thank everybody. We're up to 15,000 views in the last few weeks. So thanks everybody for tuning in and watching us and sticking around and subscribing and checking out the long form content. We greatly appreciate it. Um, Justin's been really hard at work at, you know, getting us promoting and so forth. Um, I've been on my social media game. I was even looking at some TikTok stuff today to see if I wanted to try to do that. I was going to do, I feel pretty, but, um, I got to clear that with my daughter first because I don't want her to.
1: Get- I'll be dead before I'm on a TikTok. I want you to know that. I will help whatever you want, but like, I will not be on a TikTok. I'm not a fan. Well,
2: yeah. Before you're willingly on a TikTok, someone can easily just
1: screen grab <laughs> Yes. Yes. TikTok. 100%. Yeah. Oh, we should have all the AI stuff. You guys have, have you guys been keeping up with like, the chat GP, I think is the, the term, and like all the different AI things? Like, certain. I- Um, news article places are using AI now to write some articles and like more as a useful tool, but like, it's crazy how AI is like starting to evolve and impact like the workforce and like like, gaming news articles. I'm sure are going to change with it. I'm sure there's a whole bunch of stuff. Like there's a YouTuber yesterday. I was watching a video about how he, uh, you can recreate people's voices pretty easily. Like he did, uh, Obi-Wan.
0: They did. um, uh, um, The real Slim Shady had it been recorded in 2022. And the the AI sounded just like Eminem. Like it was Mm -hmm. creepy listening to it because it sounds like him and it's using similar, you know, phrasing and stuff that he would use. And it was just like freaky to -hmm. listen to because, you know, it's computer generated
1: yeah I, cool i can't wait
0: for that to be abused yeah i
1: was like that that's what's in a spiral spirals into a dystopia it's already being abused so it's just <laughs> yeah, like sure.
2: we need another we need an actual y2k to fry everything so, <laughs> let's go
1: back to farming
2: yeah <laughs> you won't have to worry about dc projects then because it'll take forever for to, in the to farm. be etched out on papyrus and sent <laughs> to you <laughs>
1: That's awesome.
2: Just screw the Egyptians. There's a bunch of
1: cat things imprinted that, on the stone.
2: The 25th Batman movie is going to be a Shakespeare in the Park experience. <laughs> it's, it's, but it's still Patterson. It's still <laughs> Patterson. Yeah. Uh,
0: no, if anybody's wondering, Max has not left the show. He will be back. He's just got doing stuff on his personal side of things. Mm-hmm,
2: mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: Hopefully soon.
0: Yep. Hopefully very soon. I Hopefully. miss him on the show. Hopefully,
2: because I want to switch out with him and take things easy for a while. <laughs> like I, yeah, I Mike is them... it's Because I'm like, I feel like we should have three geeks on here. and I know it's you and Justin for the most part. It's appreciated, Mike, very much.
0: Yes, absolutely. There's just, there's so much going on in the entertainment side of things. I... I'm excited about the potential of this new uh, Friday the 13th series we have coming out. It's hard to talk about original stuff because it hasn't come out yet. Like, everything, everywhere, all at once. I hadn't heard of that until I saw a trailer for that. That ended up being amazing. Isn't that awesome to be
2: surprised? Yeah, it's, like, by it's the best. Yeah, yeah it's, it's awesome best. to be surprised by something instead of, like, knowing that it's coming five years down the road. There's I'm so not letting go of this. I'm sorry.
1: No, <laughs> I. I think it's, it's my, one of my favorite things. Like I liked the Green Knight. I know a lot of people didn't, but I enjoyed the Green Knight. And I didn't know what to expect when I got there because I didn't even know it was a fable or whatever prior to. it. I was like, "Oh, this is fun. I like this."
0: Yeah, I watched a Gerard Butler movie this week. One Trying ten. to pull up the title of it. Um, it was called. One second, everybody. Oh, next week we have Halia Jones joining us again. Woo! It's our most reoccurring. I know. Um, Guest. And I absolutely love her. She gets a set of steak knives this time. For her tense <laughs> appearance. Just a chef's knife,
1: please, because uh, we can't afford the whole set. <laughs> yeah, so the movie was called
0: Last Seen Alive. Uh, Gerard Butler is keeping the. Um, the format of 80s action films alive and well i absolutely loved it for what it was it wasn't something i again i'm not going to recommend to everybody if you're not a fan of like the 80s 90s action movies this isn't for you but i have a special place in my heart for these movies because they remind me of my childhood going to the movies with my dad seeing you know arnold movies or van damme or seagal less seagal we were more into the other two but uh it's fun i liked it. his wife gets kidnapped and then he has to try to find her it's you know the plot of everything Take
1: ever. it. one
0: through yeah. 11. It's great. All right. Uh, thoughts on power Rangers after this 30th and final season. Oh, thoughts on Netflix taking over power Rangers. I think Netflix already has taken over power Rangers. I think dino uh, cosmic fury or whatever dino fury is Netflix. I started dino fury and I, um, it's cheesy, it's so bad. <laughs> it's
1: Power Rangers. That's what all his Power Rangers has always been, right? I mean, I feel like that's kind of the criticism. No, the but character. they
0: um, they're using like bad CG. It's not practical like it used to be. Oh. Fair I mean, enough. except for the Power Rangers movie. Oh, so it's
2: not like monsters in suits then or guys in monster suits.
0: As yeah, a kid too. I
1: loved that. And I love like trying to find like the, the random like yeah. boom mic in the shot and things like oh, that. Oh, yeah, no, the the, the <laughs> monsters
0: are still people in costumes. It's, oh. the, the Zords are like all CG and then like the big battles at the end. Oh, and, you know, the kids are fine in the, the show and the, the martial arts is still top notch. It's just some of the writing is very cheesy. I watched like four episodes, I think. This is because I w- had, was doing something else. So it was in the background. But I am super excited about the 30th anniversary that they're doing with the original cast. That should be fun.
1: I don't mean this to be mean, but has Power Rangers ever had good writing? Like, I'm not trying to poop on. I love Power Rangers, but like, I mean,
2: I, mean I never
0: watched much of it. But go ahead, Jason, you, you're the Power Rangers guy, so it it there was moments like no, the comic book that they have out now that has some good writing, but um, like the original show was, it was it's fine <laughs> it's, it's, it's just whatever
2: was available to them, too because i think someone mentioned in the comments there it's like yeah they probably ran out of japanese footage to arc you know in the archives so yeah
1: and just now they yeah, are like, splicing, splicing different kicks together like, <laughs> yeah, that, <laughs> that was
2: that, that was some of the creative things i appreciated of them after the fact like i didn't realize like oh they're taking from a japanese show and trying to make it work for an american audience with american cast that's interesting
0: yeah power rangers was three shows tied together it's what they filmed in the u.s and then it was two different things in the like the zord battles was one thing and then them in the costumes was another thing and um yeah i i I don't know the original show has nostalgia for me i will absolutely love it till the day Mm -hmm. i die uh but this new show it's not really for me i don't think i just can't get into it like i could with the original like i said the the actors are fine yeah they're doing what they can with the Power Rangers show. That's all I can say.
1: It's, it's, it's as, as long running as I've almost I've been alive. So I appreciate them keep going. Because, I mean, as a kid, that was my favorite show. I just wake up, grab a bowl of cereal, watch Power Rangers, and have a good day. You know what I mean?
0: So, I like that, I that the, you know that kids get to find Power Rangers. They get to find their generation of Power Rangers. Like, I have Mighty Morphin. Somebody likes Zero. Zeo. Somebody likes Samurai. I think there's a Samurai show. I think Space man. was my
1: favorite. <laughs> now that i feel is
2: an example a good example of like a franchise that knows how to keep itself going without feeding too much into hype because it's like you just know every couple of years you're going to get a new team of rangers that you mentioned like what's it called dino thunder or something or dino, no, dino
0: thunder was a while ago dino fury i think fury. The new okay
2: so you'll get something like uh Power rangers ambulance patrol or something i don't know <laughs> like any excuse to have like a new There's a team group of lawyers that transform yeah. ambulance chasers power rangers <laughs> notaries or something you know like you're gonna get a new team of characters with a new gimmick or a new focus in terms of their powers and you know it's it's something different for like you said the next generation to establish as their power rangers or whatever so that's that's fine yeah all right. And it's it's fun enough and simple enough. It's like, whatever.
0: What I want is an animated series based on the comic books, because I'm really enjoying those. Like We found out who the big bad was in the fourth trade, and it ends up being Tommy from an alternate universe that never... Spoilers. Spoiler alert from a comic <laughs> book series six years ago. <laughs> we find out it's Tommy from another universe that um, after he broke the curse, he decided to still be evil. And that's been the villain so far. And I, I, I dig that. It's kind of fun to see, you know, the, the two Tommies interact with each other. But, um, yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens. But um, what have you guys been watching, reading? enjoying well to tail off of what you
2: said i actually picked up the first couple of issues of ninja turtles meets power rangers nice. because that's going to be my blind spot is ninja turtles so i fibbed earlier i'm looking forward to Spider and i'm looking forward or not looking forward but curious to see what seth rogan does with turtles and power rangers ninja turtles too is interesting uh they're they're all buddy buddies now and they like to go hang out with each other and stuff and rita is teamed up with krang and the shredder is MIA, but I'm sure we'll return in glorious fashion. And Casey is voluntarily working for the bad guys for some reason. So,
1: if the shredder doesn't become like eight, like a ten stories tall, a like monster, and like the Power Rangers use their swords to fight him, I mean, he, is, he, he
2: he he took fun. on Green Ranger's powers in the fir- in the previous oh, series. All
1: right.
2: So he was the he was the heavy essentially. He turned Bebop and Rocksteady into giant. Well, they were like towering bebop and rocksteady in oh, new york city that makes sense that's and interesting the, and the turtles were really jazzed because they were given morphing ability so they were able to go out in public and pretend to be the power rangers and people were like yeah you power rangers guys rocks and the turtles were like yeah so this is what it's like to be accepted did they shrink
1: down to like human Like did they did it did it morph their did they sell the shell i guess is my question mm-hmm. for like, yeah, the yeah. Shell. I mean, when they morphed okay. they're
0: just Tur- mutant turtles and Power Ranger suits. Gotcha.
1: Okay.
0: So. We did have a Power Rangers Turtles crossover and Power Rangers in Space. Look at this fun uh picture. It was the next mutation. I remember
1: that. Yep. Well, I'm glad you space was my favorite series of Power Rangers when I was a kid. It was great.
0: That episode was awful. I went back and revisited it recently because I wanted to see because I forgot Ninja Turtles were on Power Rangers and Oh, my God. I've seen one episode of the new m- Mutation, and it was awful. It yeah, was Next so Mutation bad.
2: sucked. Dare I say, I do remember watching that episode because Ninja Tur- yeah. Turtles were in the cross two-part or two-crossover, and, yeah, the, their crossover with the Power Rangers was probably the best episode that Next Mutation ever did because the actual series itself is annoying. Like
1: <laughs> That'd be a fun top five list, though. Ones we have blind spots, too, like things that, like, Regardless of what they put out, you're going to watch. and Oh, there's no top
2: five for me. It's just the one. (laughs) It's just the one. It's Ninja Turtles. (laughs) I could probably come up with a top five.
1: Five. Top three. I'm sure you can find two more.
2: (laughs) But at the same time, I'm not waiting with bated breath for like, oh, next live action Ninja Turtles is coming in 2030 or something like that. Like, I'm not. They're never going to do that for Ninja Turtles. They're never going to be like, here's our plan for the Ninja Turtleverse.
0: Don't say never. Don't say never.
2: I know they're kind of sort of doing it now because I know they said like Paramount Plus, they're going to do a bunch of like spin off shows or whatever. But I'm like, we'll see if that happens. But
0: I am personally excited about Seth Rogen's Ninja Turtles just because of what he's been doing with comic books so far. So I, I can't wait. But um, we'll see. Like Mike said, we'll see. Let's see what Seth Rogen does. But uh, Mike, what have you been uh, reading or watching? Anything fun? Um, I've
2: just been trying to stay warm this weekend, but, uh, I watched something yesterday. It was the pilot episode for this new sci-fi show called the Ark, And I, it was on YouTube for free. So I was just like, uh, oh, this looks interesting, I guess. And it's just basically about like these people who go out into space on a ship called the Ark, which is meant to like colonize a far off planet and stuff like that because earth is in peril and something goes wrong, which destroys, like, parts of the ship and, like, a majority of the command crew was lost. And so, like, a bunch of young upstarts have to take over and assume control. And it basically goes Lord of the Flies pretty fast in the first episode. I don't know. The The premise is okay. It's something I've seen in other shows and also acted a whole lot better in other shows because, I don't know, it, it it held my attention for that 50 minutes but then after that i'm like all right that was cool to check in with that i'm probably not going to follow up i'm not that intrigued so that's it i
0: don't know that i've heard of that that's fine
2: uh yeah It the first episode's on for free uh i've been more interested in vox machina definitely i love what they're doing with their like every three episodes jason you
0: need to get into vox machina because your boy henry winkler's in it i tried oh, the first episode it's not one i can do while i'm working so i have <laughs> to uh put that aside and watch it later i have a few shows that i do that with but uh your boy henry
2: henry winkler's in there
0: yeah
1: you get larry hankin in there too so he is the trifecta of things uh, trifecta, double factor <laughs> of things that she's really interested in
0: uh justin did you watch one of the best episodes of television that we've had in a few mm-hmm. years and i'm talking about the last of us episode three no, but that's my
1: plan for today. Sorry, I, I meant to. Like, I had like all intent because I've heard it's good, and I would like well, to check it out.
0: It is, hands down, like I said, the best episode of television we've had in quite a few years. It was so good, so emotional, um, well acted. Uh, Nick Offerman played the lead in this episode, and they, they do something that a lot of shows and even movies have a, a tough time doing they made you fall, believe in this love story and pull you in. And like, it wasn't even the whole episode. Like it was about, I'd say two thirds of the episode, this love story, but it was so emotionally impactful. And I just, it's so, so, so good. I, I can't really say too much cause I don't want to give it away, but. Some of the best acting I've seen on television in a while. And there's some good shows out there. So mm-hmm. uh, that really says a lot. Like Nick Offerman. I didn't know that he had those kind of acting chops. I've only seen him in um, We're the Millers. <laughs> I need to watch oh, yeah. Parks and Rec.
1: Oh, you'd love Parks and Rec. Parks and Rec is great.
0: Yeah, I, I that is one I definitely need to check out. But I'm trying to find a picture that I can pull up. Of the two of them, but um,
1: while he's doing that, if you check out if you like Nick Offerman, he has a book called Paddle Your Own Canoe, and I really enjoyed it. I read it a couple of years ago, it's pretty good. He has other books too, I've not read those. So.
0: <laughs> we have right, right here is um, the couple, and it's just so I can't I can't tell you guys enough how good this, this episode was. My daughter was homesick and she watched it with me, and she was even gripped into what was happening on the screen and she had not seen the first two episodes of the show. This show continues to get better. I just I like how they took a minor character from the game and then just gave him this this beautiful story. And so guys, in the apocalypse, just know, fall in love with a gun toting conspiracy theory person and you'll be protected until you die.
1: I mean, that checks out. I mean, I've watched a lot of it was like end of the world netflix prepper shows and i love them it's a guilty pleasure of like hey if we have some nuclear fallout come to the bunker i have eight thousand cans of dog food we can eat okay that's fine
0: yeah this is another fun one that got review bombed negatively because you know people can't handle a uh, same-sex couple so this is the third episode then that they aired
2: last week yeah yep. Okay, it's about that time that I start checking in with the show. It's usually oh, around your opinion, three. yeah. It's
1: that'd it's a, it's around
2: episode three of these HBO shows that I'm like, okay,
0: now I'll pick up. <laughs> uh, Frank is played by uh, Murray Bartlett. I don't know the guy, but um, I definitely want to see more of his work. Cool.
1: Um, I did read a comic book. If do we want to talk about that now or later, we can talk about that now. Absolutely. Okay. Um, I'm not all the way through with it, but i did george takai's oh sorry the, the thing is right in the way uh they called us enemies which is just kind of the his life in kind of the the japanese internment camps in uh world war ii and how he kind of grew up there and it's super interesting because it's, it hits points that growing up i mean i knew they were a thing i knew that we in history class we had we had put in Japanese people in camps during World War Two because of distrust, which is bullshit, right? Um oh, Justin, you said shit. That's fine. It's fine. Whatever. I mean if we're gonna get demonetized, we're happy mm-hmm. for that. Um But I didn't know that they had, had to sell sell all their stuff. I didn't know that they'd lost all their 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 land. I thought in my mind, this is my child's mind when I was learning, I thought like we put them in a camp and like as soon as they got uh, they got removed from the said camp, they go back to their normal lives, but that was not the case at all. I did not know any of that, right? And the first 50 or 60 pages I've read, it's been, I mean, good learning. And I think it's important for people to check out, especially as that generation that lived through it are kind of now passing on, right? George shakai' is not a young man. So I think it's important to learn about it and hear about it from folks that lived it.
0: You know, I was an adult when I found out about the Japanese internment camps. I don't think they taught it to us in,
1: Oh, they definitely hit it in my school. I'm surprised you, you didn't get covered in yours, but I mean, they glossed over, right? The history book was just we put Japanese people yeah. in a camp. It doesn't talk about it's a, like
2: it's a it's a Cliff Notes version. Like yeah. a lot of that, anything that didn't make us look like, hey, we're the heroes, we mm-hmm. kind of got glanced over in, in our <laughs> educational system, honestly. So yeah. Yeah. yeah basically but, yeah around that time i'm like even then i was a little skeptical so i'm just like i'm gonna do my own reading like this yeah. is the point where like i do my own research actually pays off <laughs> yeah. so
1: but no, i'm gonna check uh, it out especially if, you, if you're a world war ii person or if you want to learn more about the japanese internment camps i i would recommend it, it it's it's shown through the child eyes of george Dekai, and intermixed with he gave a speech i think a couple of years ago around it and kind of layers that in too but i would I would check it out
0: I like going back and learning about the history, but on my own, like looking at different angles without the filters of the school. Like I'm not saying that this theory is true by any stretch of the imagination, but I've been watching, uh, finding Hitler on the history channel Mm -hmm. and just a lot of the stuff that was going on around that time. Like I can't believe that none of that stuff gets brought up, but like Hitler was sending stuff to this bunker that they believe he escaped to. And this was in FBI files. Like, that's all fascinating to me because we got to question our history a little bit because we're only learning what they want us to learn. And not to sound like a conspiracy theorist at any stretch of the imagination, the earth is round, get over it. But I'm just saying like, it's an interesting theory because Hitler committing suicide always felt weird to me. Like, why would this narcissist kill himself?
1: I've, I've kind of lost faith in the history channel. (laughs) I'm not going to (laughs) lie. Like since ancient aliens has been on for 20 plus years, I feel like now, like I don't, I don't really trust what they push out.
2: Yep. I mean, that's pretty much it. It's like there was a bomb that we dropped or a couple of bombs we dropped. And yeah, that's the only terrible thing we ever did to the Asian people, (laughs) apparently, according to our history, according to, yeah, the curriculum that was fed to us. Yeah. Yeah. Please. Yeah. To Jason's point, though, I think the ultimate
1: thing to call out is read about it, learn about it, try to learn from people that lived it, right? Let's get some firsthand interactions with that. That'd be great
2: and uh kind of educate yourselves in that regard i'm trying to to be curious about stuff that actually matters
0: (laughs) yeah being curious and questioning something doesn't mean that you don't have faith in it like it doesn't mean you don't have faith in one questioning god or questioning you know politics it doesn't mean that you don't like believe in the government it just means that you're finding out your way and how that connects with you that's all i'm saying just just do some research outside of what you're taught in school, because you'll be surprised what you learn. I know I was. I was with uh, somebody yesterday, and I heard a passing comment, and I white guy about to get into this, so bear with me, folks. It is Bruh. we're already demonetized. It's all good. Yeah, I I just heard this offhand comment by uh, a black lady, a conservative black lady. She said, "Why?" Like, it was on Hulu, and she's like, "Why do we need our own section?" on hulu showing black celebration and again white guy explaining this i'm white explaining i completely understand but this is my take on it like in a perfect world we wouldn't need that in a perfect world we wouldn't need time oh to decide. i'm sorry i i misunderstood
2: i thought you meant like the, it was this conservative black lady on hulu but she was talking about hulu
0: to yeah. you okay. yeah, I mean, <laughs> a black history a black can, celebration and um in my mind, yeah, in a perfect world, we wouldn't need that. We wouldn't need to be told, like, this month, let's go to celebrate these things because we would be doing it every day. But the truth is, we don't, and I'm guilty of it as well as a lot of people are. And there's a lot of good black filmmakers out there, and yes, they get showcased once a year like, get over it! Like, it, it happens once a year, and it shouldn't, it should happen all year round, but unfortunately, it doesn't. And that's just my two cents again, white explaining. I'm sorry, I know. I wish Max was here to give us his two cents on this. That was my thought too. I was like, wait,
1: the one guy I want the opinion of on is not here. <laughs> like again, the I
0: mean,
2: world we wouldn't I, need it. There's there's legitimacy of what you're saying because it's like, yeah, we're here in the twenty first century and we're only like you mentioned a majority of people as adults are only just discovering about stuff that was pretty common knowledge to the generations that lived through it and so forth, but they just stopped talking about it or tried to sequester it away to hide that aspect because yeah. it wasn't a very flattering portrayal of our society. It's that's the whole point is that that's why we do still have the showcases of, you know, individuals and different demographics and different cultural backgrounds is because like, you never know, someone might take that extra initiative after viewing a film from a black filmmaker about, you know, a piece of black history and take it a step further and say, let me read up on this a little bit more. Oh my gosh. I didn't realize about this. So.
0: <laughs> yeah. No, I get it. But um we won't sit on that for too long. Maybe when I'll bring it back up when Max is on the show soon. But um I read, like I said, the power Rangers, I read trades three, four and five the other day. I was very into it. And um, I've been reading the orphan of, Cemetery Hill, I'm digging that so far. It takes place in the 1800s. It's not really my typical book that I would read, but I'm trying to branch out this year. Uh, but uh, you reading anything else, Justin? You watch anything fun?
1: Did I watch anything fun. Any Gerard um, Butler
0: movies you want to talk about, like Moonfall? I think that's a Gerard Butler movie. Is
1: it? I think they do have a Armageddon
2: movie. you think Geo of Geostorm.
1: Geostorm. Yeah, I- I watched that and I was like, man, this is a trash movie. But I enjoyed trash like global apocalypse movies.
0: I it's, do too. It's, they're it's a fun. guilty pleasure. I hate that word. I hate that term, guilty pleasure, because if you like it, why do you feel guilty about it? But because you could spend two hours of your life doing something way better. <laughs> but, yeah. Well, I do. I enjoy them. Like I enjoy them. I know they're bad. Like apocalypse movies all day. Like I will watch. All of them just Bruce Willis
1: drilling into a meteor,
0: yeah. A bunch of well known wow. celebrities in these apocalyptic movies that are so unrealistic in a lot of cases, and uh, I'm there. No, I can't really
1: watch, I mean, I watch random like YouTube videos, but it had nothing to do with like a consistent dialogue of anything, like, you know, a series
0: thing. So, can't <laughs> say it did. we have been studying YouTube, haven't you?
1: Oh, I, I watch YouTube more than I watch normal stuff anyway <laughs> like I, I lean more into that anyway I like 10 to 12 minute videos I'm not I, I don't really get into
0: 30 to an hour long stuff too much um, good 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 advertisement for the channel justin Justin I, I watch our stuff, stuff. he likes know? one hour videos he thinks they're fantastic <laughs> you guys should check them out
1: please check our things
0: out. <laughs> <laughs> and Mike, what do you got coming up on uh, Mike McHugh TV?
2: <laughs> Whenever I get around to it. Um, yeah, I don't know, something. I'm, I'm in the midst of editing stuff one day at a time. I've been making this like film project that a couple of you have been a part of and or some of our circle have been a part of uh, audio-wise. So I just go back and refine stuff ever so slightly um i'll eventually kind of do like sort of a catch-up video log either this week or next week or march um (laughs) where i talk a a little bit about like the stuff that really resonated with me in 2022 but i have pretty much talked about all of it on here already so whatever um and i'll get back to i'll get back to the ninja turtles podcast eventually too because i do want to ask you about about that yeah yeah It's just winter just saps me of all my productivity. It just inherently does that, especially when it gets colder and been dealing with a lot of other personal stuff outside of it that's just taking my focus. But, you know, I'm getting through.
0: Is Jersey pretty warm this week? Columbus is No, it's it's frigid.
2: Is it it was it was like zero yesterday or below zero.
0: Oh, so. It hasn't been cold in Columbus. We had a heat wave yesterday, of forty degrees. It was amazing.
1: I, I said, I said it's warming up in Columbus.
0: Oh, okay. So right. I, was just, I was saying, I was wondering if had the same thing. It's supposed to be warmer today,
2: so I'm probably gonna go out in a bit here and, and get some uh, sun. Get
0: Anything some above sun. thirty-five is uh, short weather for me.
1: It's spring. Yeah,
0: <laughs> I love it. People in Florida are. Bunkered down at 60 degrees. I am outside in 30 degree weather with shorts on. Like, woo
1: It's I'm almost sure summer! I'm sure sort of people who can de- detect who came from the Midwest when they show up in shorts and it's super cold up.
0: <laughs> yeah, cold by their standards. It's not really cold. That's all we got for you guys today. I'm going to go ahead and end up a little early. I uh, just want to thank everybody for tuning in. Your support. It means the world to all of us. You guys can check out Mike at YouTube.com forward slash Mike MikeMcGTV. You guys could check out Justin and I at 3 Geeks Podcast across all social media platforms. Please take the time, hit that like button, drop a comment. Comments help. If you didn't like this video, hit the dislike button. It helps too. So whatever you want to do... We don't see it. <laughs> yeah, we don't see it. The audience We not do. We do. We do. We do see it. <laughs> I did learn something yesterday, and that is that the universe dislikes a Matlock reboot. So, uh... It cracked me up. I pushed that short out and it just like dislike, dislike, dislike. So I was like, oh, all right. Yeah. You're supposed to like and dislike based on the content, not the not the, the title the, of it, yeah, the like source it. material or whatever. But uh again, thank you guys so much for tuning in. Hit that bell so you guys can get notified when we are live next. We are live next, next Sunday, same time, 10 a.m. Check out Remake Revolution dropping on Friday. It was Camp Nowhere horror remake versus Air Bud, a horror action remake where the dog was uh, throwing basketballs at people, which would leave a basketball-sized hole through their chest. It was good stuff. Uh, Some nobodies, Jack Wallace, they did a terrific job. These guys always come with scripts. You'll remember Jack from the uh, Showgirls, which I believe is one of the highest viewed videos on McGTV. Is that correct, Mike?
2: Uh, one of them. Yeah. The showgirls one, I believe. Yeah.
0: So check it out. Um, we got our, um, prepared for love with the Patterson's on, um, Saturday night, we'll be drinking and having fun and breaking all of our no cussing rules. So guys can tune into that. Let me read this last comment before we say goodbye. Uh, it says great show. Thank you so much, buddy. We love you. Nice and, home. uh, we'll see you guys again very, very soon.
1: See y'all. Like so got your drawings. I was gonna say, someone's gonna say it. <laughs>